Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and live in Minnesota, back here at Toro headquarters for the second year in a row, I'm joined with Sean Spencer with Spencer Lawn Care. How's it going, Sean? Great, man. Thanks for having me on the podcast once again. We were doing this, what, about a year exactly, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's good times, man. Thank you to Toro for bringing us all together again and uh, doing some cool stuff. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, I'm also joined by Abel. Yes. How do you say your last name? Cruz. Cruz. Yes. From Law Enforcement. From Law Enforcement LLC. I've seen you a lot on YouTube, I mean, uh, on uh, Instagram and a lot of great content there. So I know Sean has definitely been on the uh, the podcast plenty of times, but this is the first time you've been on the podcast. So yes. we'll kind of get a little bit about uh, of your back uh, story there. But before we dive into that, what do you think about being uh, here for Toro? I mean, we haven't checked anything out yet, but it's still it's, we've still been doing some stuff. Oh, dude, I'm loving it. I think this is a bad, one of the best experiences that I have so far, you know. I use the equipment and everything, but knowing the people, that really means a lot. Just yeah. for the fact that, you know, know who made the product and bring us together, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so what, what are you looking forward to the most tomorrow? Tomorrow we're going to end up actually demoing uh, potentially some new stuff, right? They always sneak in some secret stuff there for us to check out, and then we can post it later on down the road. Yeah. Are you excited about that? Dude, I'm pretty stoked because, you know, usually what we use at home, you know, we got X marks and we got ride, we got a couple of, you know, lawnmowers and all that stuff, but trying different things and different pieces of equipment that you don't have the chance to do it. I take it, and I take it because, you know, it, it helped me to make my decision when I'm going to purchase something. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, what about you, Sean? What are you, uh, I know it's the second time around, so what are you looking forward to? Yeah. So all the new equipment, I'm, I'm really hoping to see some larger engines, you know, the battery stuff for me just doesn't get the engine revving, you know, no pun intended, no pun intended. So, uh, you know, a lot of people like the battery stuff. It's just not my cup of tea as of right now. So I'm, I'm really, you know, looking forward to see what uh, engine platforms are on there. You know, uh, any new upgrades to, you know, multi-forces or grandstands or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, just the new stuff. They always, you know, they got a year to work on it every year and then, you know, they want to blow us out and, you know, sell new products. So yeah, yeah. Looking I, forward to it. Yeah. I heard, I had Jared on the podcast a while back um, over the summer and he was, you know, I was trying to get him to, to give us, give us some, <laughs> some things, but obviously he, he can only say so much, but he just, he said there's, he was trying to count in his head how many new things that Toro is going to be bringing to the table. Um, and it was a lot. It was like enough for him to like not be able to count them all. Like it wasn't like five new things. It was like a lot. Wow. I was like, man. And, you know, he, he almost slipped up a little bit. And he's like, wait, well, we might have to edit that out after and all that kind of stuff. But um, so, so I'm excited about tomorrow is, is the point, because uh, hopefully there'll be some. They always seem to have something right. You know, last year was all about the electric mowers. This year, I'm sure there's improvements to the electric mowers. I don't know if they have any addition to that but there might be some other electric things um, that they're uh, beefing up or introducing uh, i heard of some rumors of maybe some turf equipment some turf care equipment like i've got the spreader sprayer um, and the air stand on aerator like those kind of things are the turf the, the turf care category so i'm kind of curious to see what they might have there so that that's exciting to me but regardless of what it is it's just a good time to get together with everybody uh, that's part of it for me is to be able to get together with you guys to see sean again uh, to meet, you know, Abel for the first time in person and just really have a good time and meet all the Toro 
people to your point yes. you know and and which I've met all of them last year except for a new a new gentleman um, Aaron I think his name was he's new this year so I haven't met him before so it's always good to see familiar faces and then meet new ones right kind yes. of kind of like at the Equip Expo it's the same kind of same kind of vibe there so I'm glad that Toro's doing this two years in a row so um, but what, let's, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about, about you, Abel, and like what, what, how long have you been in business, and you know, what do you do? What does your business do? Well, we, uh, we're located in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, and that's in the Milwaukee area. Um, we try to do the lawn maintenance mainly in the summer, and then in the winter we do the snow removal. We are big, a little bit bigger in, in, in the winter just for the fact that we have to use 30 30 people in order to run the whole operations. And in the wow. summer, we only had six people. So you can imagine the big difference. Yeah. You know, when you had to plow 69 acres in a single storm, and not only once, you had to do it multiple times. It takes a long time to do that. I have, you know, I have a school bus. Chun saw it. I have a school bus just for the shovelers. The shovelers, they had to come in, you know, they hop on in the school bus, they have a trailer behind it, and they just drag it. Wow. And they go from place to place just to do the sidewalk because we had seven miles to, to shovel, to clean up, to make it nice and perfect. So when people wake up in the morning, it has to be clean. Wow. <laughs> wow. How did you get the uh, accounts like that? What was... Well, when, when I started the business, I bought the business from my old boss. But my old boss, I had a bunch of houses and one commercial account. And I stayed like that for multiple years, you know, just grab whatever I could. You know, I went all the way to 80 accounts, you know, bigger accounts, small accounts. So, and then once I, I was established, the business was established, I started tweaking it. I wanted to stay in the same neighborhood or the same town. So I don't have to leave the town. And I start adding, um, adjusting prices. I was at $35 per cut. Now I'm at $50 per cut. And I had to do that throughout the years. Right, incrementally. And yeah. incre and you cannot tell a customer and say, hey, you're 35, but tomorrow it's going to be 60. Yeah. You know? I, I had one person do that in my area, and he got blasted on social media. <laughs> like, they were like, don't ever do get any business with this guy. He's a ripoff. He, you know, bait and switch. And all. I was like, dude, why didn't, like, why did you think that that was okay? Like, you have to... You just have to eat it a little bit to a certain extent. Oh, like yeah. You, you made the mistake. Like, yeah, you can raise them, but you can't just all of a sudden just up and almost double their price immediately and expect that to be okay. Yeah, because you don't expect that either when you go to a restaurant. Right. It's, oh, yeah, I paid $15 for my meal, and then you come back, and it's $50 as well. I'm not coming back. Yeah. It, it is the same. If you right. don't want to do it to you, don't do it to them either because yeah. they are your client. They are the ones that are supporting you. They're feeding you. Not, not knowingly, but they are the one giving you the money so that you can buy food. Right. Money is like oxygen. You need it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to buy everything. You have to buy everything with money. So it's like right. oxygen. Right. You know? Yeah. But no, my business, is, I try to keep it in the same town. I don't want to leave the town because they keep me more. Um, people can see me more. You know, we started with one truck. Now I have like 10 trucks, five ski steers, 30 employees in the winter, and I got six in the summer. So it, it, it takes a lot. But in order to get there, it just had to be, you know, timing. I've been in the business as, as, a, as a business owner, like seven, seven to eight years. And it took that much, you know. My, bit, my old boss didn't run it well. 
Right. You know, he only had one truck for so many years. Yeah. And I, I but I, I realized that I can't do that. The more money I can make is by having more equipment. So I start buying more equipment, even though I didn't need it. Right. You know, let's say it's Walmart called me. He said, hey, can you do a parking lot? If I didn't have the equipment, I can't do it. Right. So I'd rather have the equipment than get the account. Yeah. And I do that every year. Every year I try to buy a piece of new equipment just to get there. Because I know that one day, you know, I said right now, I can't complain. Yeah. With the amount of work that we have, I can't complain. I I think I have it pretty good. And in the same town, I pay my employees salary all year round. So they don't have to look for another job during the winter or or go under unemployment because that's not fair to them either. You know, the type of life that I have, I want them to have them too. You yeah. know, they're not just my employee. They're my friend. They're my brother. They, they, they literally, we live together. We die together. Yeah. Awesome. Since we're, since uh, winter is right around the corner and we're on this topic, Sean, I know uh, you're... Uh, like a few years ago, we were, you were on the podcast down at the Hype House, and we were talking about how you were in the snow game, then you were out of it because you were like, "Yeah, I didn't, I need to take, you know, I didn't really do it, have the have the right, you know, things going Financially, on." Financially, I yeah. wasn't ready at the time. Right. back in fifteen. Yeah, and then you jump back into it, and now it's just every year it looks like you're just growing, right? Yeah, the snow removal is our bread and butter now. You know, we. I mean, a bell can probably tell you he could probably take the summer off and, you know, live off the winter stuff. But, you know, you got to keep people working. You got to keep, you know, money coming in. But, yeah, we we tried to hop into in 15 with used equipment and used trucks. And it was just bad. It was bad. And we just got beat up and we weren't profitable. So I got out of it and regrouped. And a couple years later, went back into it when we were in a better situation and you know, you live and you learn. You make mistakes. None of us have it completely figured out. And, uh, yeah, we're doing great now. What do you think some of the keys to your success are now? Like, 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 what were the changes you had to make? Was it just new equipment, different type of equipment, a different mindset or approach, pricing, all of it? All of the above. Everything <laughs> you just said was 100% a part of it. You know, in the early days when you're not making a ton of money, you know, to go spend 20 grand on a new plow and, you know, new salt spreader, that's a lot of money. Because yeah. that's your money you normally live off through the winter, and there's no guarantee that it's going to snow, you know. So you you got to really, you know, take safe chances, but you got to you got to take a chance. You got to take a leap, and you know it pans out. And you know I wouldn't say or tell anybody to do that, you know, if you didn't have work as well. If you don't got work lined up, you know, we were blessed enough that we had contracts that were going to pay us regardless. You know, yeah, if it didn't snow or hit a certain number, we would reimburse a little bit, but we were still getting to keep the majority of the income so once you get those accounts that helps out a lot uh with making those or taking those chances at least spending that money so that you know you know you're still going to eat through the winter time so any landscaper will tell you it gets tight in the winter time and you know not a lot of them get to do snow so abel and myself we're very blessed to be able to you know do snow in the winter time so yeah i'm i'm kind of conflicted with being envious and maybe a uh, fortunate that I don't have to deal with snow because I hear from everywhere. I've you know being on social media for for eight years, like I've heard 
all everything. And I've heard people like, you know, like Caleb Allman who can't stand snow and he got out of the snow business, you know I mean? Just for one example. And he's a friend of everybody, but like, there's a lot of other people that, you know, don't have a social media presence that even locally. And they're like, Oh gosh, I hate snow. Or I got out of snow or, you know, snow can be like a prison or you're, you know, you're like handcuffed. You can't do anything. You can't go anywhere. You know, you can't have vacations. And, you know, as you know, you can be on vacation and then have to leave to come back for snow. So there's a lot of pros and cons, but on the flip side, it's like, I, I kind of like weirdly enjoy snow, even though I don't get that much snow. Like I almost kind of want to be in snow. Like I want to take care of snow. I want to clear out snow. Whenever we get snowstorms in central Virginia, I'm like pumped, you know, I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And then, but it's just like one, one event. So I feel like what, what if there was 35 events, you know, like, like 35 weeks of mowing, like, would I be like done with that? Would I be like, so over it, like some of these other people or what? So I'm really conflicted uh, uh, by, by that. What, what, what do you, how do you guys, you, both of you seem to really see the benefits of it, well, but I was talking to Brian from Top Notch. Yeah. And I talked to him. It's like he had a plow. He had a truck and everything. And I told him, I told him directly to him. It's like, dude, um, keep the plow, keep the truck, because one day it's going to snow. Whether you, you like it or not or believe it or not, it's going to snow one day. And you're going to be on demand. He sold it. He sold everything. <laughs> and it's snow. And it's no like crazy down there, you know, and he had nothing to show for, you know, because I, you can make so much money. Um, I talked to James from Second Mile down in Tennessee. I had a salt, an extra one that I didn't want. I was going to toss it. And one of my buddies said, hey, James might want it. So I, we got a hold of him. He said, yeah, give it to me. So when I went down to Georgia, I dropped it off in Tennessee. Man, and I think a couple of years later, they got hammered with snow. And do, he makes so much money just by salting. You know, so if you had the chance, if you had the equipment, store it. Do something with it. Keep it. Because eventually, it's going to snow. Yeah. You know, some people, let's say California doesn't get snow. <laughs> you know, but... Right. Florida, the, the, the government of Florida, I think they bought uh, plow, plow trucks. One one year, they got hammered by the by the people. So why are you buying you know plow trucks when there's no snow? But they use it for debris and things like that. But I say anybody that they can use the snow, they should have some tools because that's how you make the money. Yeah, and, and, it, and you never know when it's going to come. And that's true for everyone. We're you know there's no guarantee you or I, Abel, are going to get snow every year. Mm -hmm. Like last year, you were sitting at home uh -huh. watching me. And I'm a little bit east and south of you, mm -hmm. but I'm below the lake. I'm getting hammered, and you're sitting at home, like, sending me messages, like, uh, can I get some snow up here? And I'm sitting here, like, last the year before that, we got nothing, and he got hammered. He's out in blizzards, you know, Enjoy, two, three yeah. feet. And I'm like, hey, can you send me some of that snow? <laughs> yeah, it, and it, you have to play it, you know. You have to really count your blessings, you know. Like you had your commercial account that pay you monthly regardless of snows or not, and then you had the ones that pay per time. Right. You know, and you literally, you can make more money in snow than you can ever make. It's like in, in, in the summer, the people that mow, that's just mowing. That can bring you $50 a mow. But when you do landscaping and hardscape, you can make a lot of money. Same thing with the snow. Yeah. Same thing. Wow. Yeah, the salt's where it's at. 
Yeah, that's what I've heard because it, because you know you got to at least put that down no matter what. Like at least by me, it's like a zero trigger for salt. Like you got to like any precipitation, you're putting salt down on commercial property. Mm-hmm. You know, but as far as plowing, it's like two inches or more. It's like <laughs> that hardly ever happens, man. Yeah, if, like, we, if we could get an inch, you know, once or twice a week, I would be ecstatic. <laughs> I don't need feet of snow. Like yeah. it's pretty. I like it on Christmas Day. But during the plow events, you know, you give me an inch or two, we can go out, do a salt run, do some cleanups, touch-ups, and be back home in a reasonable time to get a half-decent sleep in. I'm happy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Toro Tuesday. This week, I'm talking about the Multiforce Aerator. It's a 38-inch wide Multiforce Aerator, so it's another attachment. Um, It's not a powered attachment. It's still something you can just put in. You don't need the high-flow hydraulics like the snow blower and uh, the power broom. You just attach it to the to the front receiver hitch, and you can just lift it up and down when you need to. You, this way, you can transport it, getting it on and off the trailer, and so on. As well as if you're going from you know ac- from the sidewalk to another part of the lawn or across the driveway, and so on. But this is a unique aerating attachment. Uh, instead of being a core aerator like traditionally, which leaves uh, unsightly hard plugs to accumulate on the lawn, just takes longer for it to break down, and not everybody's you know into all that. Um, some some businesses, some homeowners actually would prefer not to have uh, their lawn look like that after aeration. So this is another option for you to be able to aerate those folks with it's called a hooker aerator so basically it scoops you know it, it still punctures the soil and and scoop and it goes uh, in depths from approximately half an inch wide um by one and a quarter inch long and up to three inches deep uh you basically scooping the soil uh so that it's it's looser looser plugs of dirt that disperse so that it breaks down a lot faster and you and you don't even really notice it as much on the soil so and for those of you that don't that don't know even what aerating or what the benefits of that is, that's that's just like it says aerating. You're aerating the soil by by taking removing some of the soil all over. It's allowing the roots of the turf to spread and expand. It's allowing for again more nutrients to get in air, water, sun. Um, you know, uh, fertilization, fertilizer and uh, lime, all the different nutrients can get down in the soil better when you loosen it up. I know for me here in um, Richmond, Virginia, Central Virginia area, we have hard, compact clay soil, which is uh, our natural soil. So it gets really hard and compact. So it's almost mandatory. Actually, the state of Virginia recommends every year aerating um, our, you know, your, your lawn to, to break that up, to get, you know, break up all that compaction to help get the turf to, to stay or get healthy every year. And we do that in the fall here so that the, the grass has time to recover. We also put down fresh seed around that time as well, because it's a good opportunity to get all the seed in the holes and fall is a good cooler time of year for the seed to germinate and grow and get nice and thick before, um, you get back to the, the hot summer the following year. So that's kind of the, the thing that the deal there and this aerating attachment helps me uh, be able to get that done faster. I have a stand-on aerator as well uh, from, from Toro. So I can use these kind of in tandem, um, especially with it being 38 inches wide. I can cover a, a decent area a lot faster and it being attached to the multi-force going up to 10 miles an hour that the grandstand multi-force going up to 10 miles an hour back and forth. 
I utilize this for the larger lawns that I have instead of being on the stand-on aerator, which is smaller, more compact, a 24-inch uh, wide, so that I can get in the, the smaller gated backyards and things like that, just smaller yards in general. I'll, I'll use that. Um, but for the bigger yards, it's not nearly as fast because you have to do more passes because it's more narrow, and it just isn't as fast. It doesn't go 10 miles an hour. It's a stand-on aerator. It's not it, it, that's not it's not meant to go that fast uh, versus the Toro Grandstand Multiforce. The mower itself goes up to 10 miles an hour. So you put this attachment on there and you just go for it. And it's wider so you can cover more ground, you know, less less passes back and forth and you can go faster. So um, I really use it for my wide open, larger yards. Again, in conjunction with um, you know my stand-on aerator for the smaller sections and smaller backyards, so it's been a really great asset for me. Again, for for all the visuals, you guys want to check it out, see how it works, see how it looks. This one's really tough to explain, you know, all those details and how it looks and how it works. Um, and, and you might even be thinking, you know, like the whole scooping and you know how is it scooping versus pulling plugs and all that. You can just check that out. As always, click on the link in the episode description uh, for Toro.com. It'll take you right there, and you can check it all out. Hey, guys. The Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it so in so many ways. All of the outdoor demo areas, plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well there. So go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register. Uh, you can use my code LCR to save 50% off at any time. But if you register before September 9th, you get the early bird discount, which means with the 50% off, it'll only be $10 per person if you use code LCR. Again, that link is in the episode description. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you there. Well, we're going to start wrapping this episode up, start keeping them short and sweet so we can bang some out and everyone can still, you know, have their time to talk and, you know, get some sleep or whatever. But uh, before we wrap it up, um, I do want to bust out the pod decks for one card for each of you. Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean's favorite. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to uh, open up the second edition soon because this one's getting getting pretty old here. But uh, there's actually a second edition of these, but I haven't gone through and approved them yet. So I don't want you guys to get some crazy card that <laughs> I don't know what it is yet. I still go through them just to make sure. I threw some of these out because they're a little wacky. So, uh, but anyway, before all that, getting ahead of myself, what um, what what's one piece of advice you guys, each of you, would give someone that's thinking about or just getting into the snow business part or services? I would say buy the best equipment you can afford. You know, make sure you got some contracts there. Don't you know get yourself in over your head. Where you're sitting in the wintertime, you got bills regardless. Bills come every month. If you got stuff financed, you're going to be sitting there. And if it doesn't snow, you're going to be twiddling your thumbs. You're going to be forced to go get a job, which, you know, any man or woman that is an adult, you know, that's not a problem. We can go get a job. We can work. We can grind through, you know, until you get, you know, back on your feet or get to summertime or whatever. But some people, you know, when they get down or it doesn't snow, they want to give up. And you can't give up as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you know, every day has its own challenges. So if you're going to give up, what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or the week after, you know, trucks are going to break down, mowers going to break down, employees going to call off. You might get sick. You might get injured. You know, your kids might be sick. You know, who knows? 
but there's always going to be challenges, but you can always get through them with the right mindset, not dwelling on it, but also, you know, making smart risk and taking smart risk and chances. Uh, but also knowing, Hey, if it doesn't go good, you know, you're going to, you might have to do something a little bit different to get back on track. Right. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Abel. Well, for me, I would say you have to find somebody that can help you uh, grow, grow as a person and grow as a business, you know, because when we're not going to ask for marriage advice to our own kids. So we had to ask for advice. So somebody that had been there, done it, you know, and uh, because everybody wants to grow. If you're going to make your business, you know, make it make it to success, you know. Try your best to make it happen. And the only way that you can do that sometimes is by having mentors around you, people that have done it. You know, I, my business is not the way it is because I did it by myself. I'm not a lone ranger. I have people that have made the money. They have made millions of dollars. And I, when I ask a question, they answer me for free. I had never had to pay a, a penny to anybody to tell me, you can do it, do this like this, do this like that. And I think that would be the best way. Find somebody that can help you grow. Nice. Well said. So on that note, um, Abel, I don't know if you know the, the deal with the pod deck. Oh, boy. This is just a, a deck of cards with random questions that you will uh, pick out. And you'll pick out one. Each, each of you can pick out one. Sean knows these cards well. <laughs> they can be good. They can be a little dark. They can be funny. They can be everything all in between. So let's first shuffle these cards real quick. There we go. <laughs> all right. They're all nice and shuffled now. <laughs> oh, boy. Go. Pick one. I'll go over here to the right side. Nice. All right. So you so you, uh, you read the, the question, then you uh, answer the question there. So whoever wants to go first whenever you're ready. <laughs> This one's a tough one on my end. Oh, man. Bell, if you want to go first, go for it. Question. Yeah. My English is pretty bad. So oh, good. Read it to me and see what it says. The last word. Exited? Existed. Oh, existed. Yes. Ooh. There you go. Okay, I got the question. What technology do you wish existed? Yes. Hmm. I think the one that I'm wishing that is not here yet is the, believe it or not, uh, the autonomous mowers. I know they're here, yeah, but they're not where they're supposed to. Right. You know, I wish that I can just drop off a couple of mowers and a couple of properties and I can leave and then I come back when they're done, you know, because yeah. that, that would be something ideal just for the lack of employees and all that stuff. But I've been wishing for this technology for years. Yeah, that's you know, interesting because people in the beginning when they first came out uh, several GIEs ago, they were like, oh, maybe it was like one of the first ones, 2014, 2015. They were like, oh, we're out of a job now because there is a little baby robotic mowers going around and it's like in, in its infancy and it still hasn't come anywhere since then. It's still these silly little baby mowers. I know they've got bigger ones now and they're trying to do GPS tracking and all this stuff, but it's like, you know, that was like 
uh, six, seven, eight years ago, you know, like they haven't come as far as we would think, but you have an interesting perspective where you're, you see the benefits. Like, oh, I mean, we can't even, we don't even have enough people and this and oh, that. Yeah. And we struggle. I think every lawn care company or every, any business in the country is struggling for, to find employees. Right. You know, and I think uh, something like that, it, it just helps, you know, even if you have your own employees, but at least you can get more accounts right. and things like that, that you just have to drop off a mower. Yeah, like a big commercial property or something, and then exactly. you come back and check up on it, and that's mm -hmm. it. You just come back, wrap it up, take it back, and drop it off somewhere else. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. All right, Sean, what you got? This one's deep. Oh, man, <laughs> you get all the deep ones. I'm sorry. If you can instantly become one, what would you want to be an expert in? And I guess, like I was thinking business, I was thinking a host of a lot of things, but I think if I could only choose one, because I'll say as a man, sometimes we don't know and we question ourselves whether we're doing the right thing or not. And that can be a host of things, a husband, a father. Uh, so I guess just the most important or the one that I would like to be the most expert in would be a, a father, you know, uh, just making the right decisions all the time, you know, and we play things in our own minds, whether, you know, we're giving the kids enough time, are we giving too much to the business, you know, or are we teaching them the right things, you know, are they getting the right information from their peers and who's all around them, uh, you know, or are we doing what we should be doing as their dad, you know, or the man of the household, and uh, I guess to... My own personal, the way I deal with it is I just try to do the best I can. And your kids are going to know eventually, you know, you did the best you could. And dad, you know, yeah, he might not have been there all the time, but he was doing something to give us a better life and to give us a better situation. And these were things that he had to do. Uh, you know, just like right now I'm here. There's no other place I want to be right now than back home with my family. Probably same with you, Naylor. Right. You know, we we love our families. We love our kids, our wives, our home. And I don't typically want to leave. I like it there. You know, I'm comfortable there. It's it's home. And they call home home for a reason. And, uh, yeah, I guess just to sum that one up, I'd want to be, you know, an expert at being a father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, I noticed a lot lately you've really been focusing on that. I mean, even at last year's live, you know, live panel, the uh, Influencer Live where we were podcasting and Caleb got got you into some of that kind of talk, too, with some questions. And uh, your kids, your whole family was with you, which probably was why it was really top of mind, too, which is cool to be able to bring your family with you so you can bring home kind of like this is like, you know, slightly in left field, but lightening up the moment a little bit like um, some Avengers movie or something where Thor is like, you know, Asgard isn't a place, it's a people, you know, so it's like, you know, you, you bring home with you and you bring your family, your kids and your wife go with you. So that's a cool experience to be able to bring them with you for that. And then when we're at events like this, yes, you're a little homesick or a lot homesick. And, but I can really appreciate that and, and understand where you're coming from. And, and it, it, you definitely seem to be really focusing on that now, which is a good time because your kids are at that age where yeah, man. this is where it really, it really matters. Like my kids are all kind of grown up now, but it's still, I'm still like, man, I wish I had another few years, which, you know, it, ne it never ends. Right. I mean, you're still their parents, but as they get older, the percentage of your influence, your daily impact, you know, gets less and less or so you think. But, you know, I think that one of the, my highlights is 
I didn't grow up with a father and I just try to be the father that I wanted to have. And, you know, hearing my son say things like, you know, to other people, like my dad didn't have a dad, but he's a great dad. Mm -hmm. Like stuff like that helps me feel like I'm doing something right, you know, but I, but I I just keep trying to push, push forward and make sure like to your point that I'm thinking everything through. Am I doing enough? Am I, am I giving them enough? You know, most likely not, you know, like you were always just trying to do more and more and more just to give them the best life that they can because they're the future. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not the future. Mm -hmm. You're not the future. I mean, we're a part of the future. We're, we're there. We're a part of their future to help give them the best future. And then it's, it's on, it's on them to do that. So, um, but yeah, so awesome guys. Well, on that note, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Why don't you guys shout out, um, Abel, shout out wherever you want people to go check you out. If they want to see more about you and what you got going on. Well, they want to check me out on Instagram, uh, Lone Force LLC. I'm always there. I'm on the stories. Then I do stories every day and try to post a lot of stuff there too. But for education, do not go there because I don't educate anybody. I just try to have fun with it. Yeah. And, you know, because we're serious all day. We're working all day and I just want to have bent and people to smile. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you go home and you had a rough day, just take my story. Look at my story. Maybe you get a smile. Yeah. Just have fun with it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm trying to talk a bell into starting a TikTok. There you go. Dude, I think he, he would be perfect for I, all the entertainment and everything, all the fun and all yeah. that. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's perfect for that platform. Yeah. Perfect. Maybe I have my daughter run it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Make it a family event. Right. If anybody wants to follow me, though, Spencer Longcare on YouTube is our bread and butter. Uh, Spencer Longcare on Instagram. And then we have a Spencer Longcare fan page on Facebook. And then Spencer Longcare LLC on TikTok. Nice, man. You're all over it, man. Yeah. Some of those weren't uh, my doing. By choice. I hear you. You had to take over. You had to claim your own stuff. Claim someone else's stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Had to claim my own stuff back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hear you. That's what happens sometimes, man. All right, guys. Well, thanks. I look forward to uh, getting out there tomorrow and playing with some mowers. Awesome. Yeah. All right. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.